I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to this very special UK Film Review interview. I am joined by filmmaker Tim Earnhardt. Tim, how are you? Good, good. Chris, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Where, where do we find you in the world right now? I'm in the Seattle, Washington area in the United States. Oh, fantastic. And um, how is things there in terms of cinemas? And you know, Are they open again? Are people going to cinemas? Um. I think they're kind of slightly open here, but, uh, you know, it's still a, a slow thing happening around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we've only just reopened actually very recently. So, um, yeah, it's obviously slowly getting there. Um, but yeah. obviously you've been um, uh, busy over the last few years with your, your short films um, and in particular Nemesis. So obviously, you know I'm a big fan of Nemesis. It's all right, Tim. You can relax straight away. I am a fan. Yeah, we've <laughs> chatted about this before, so it's all good. Um, but for those who don't know, um, what is the story of Nemesis? Well, it's about these these two young women, and uh, they they went to college together, and they uh, they both started tech companies, and they just merged together. And they're out celebrating, but one of them uh, messed over the other one to become CEO of the newly formed company. And, um, you know, even though she she didn't mean uh, for, she, she didn't mean really ill will in her mind, um, she really did mess over her best friend. And so, um, Subsequently, it's her best friend's birthday, and she asks her best friend what she's doing, and her best best friend says she's going to a hunting club, and if she's interested, then she gives her this little kind of credit card that's uh, actual an invite to join the hunting club, and then the wheels fall off from there for for our protagonist antagonist of the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's you've given like a good 
section of the beginning of the film but obviously the big draw is what comes next right which we won't spoil yeah. but if anyone wants to watch the trailer you'll, you'll get an idea of of what what is to come and where did this story come from then what why why did you want to tell uh, this story um well it was it was interesting i had just finished my previous short film ricochet a few months earlier i wasn't planning to do another short film because each short film takes me about six months from writing the script to finishing post-production, even though we might shoot for only five days, you know, I, I spent about three months in post-production and, um, and a few months like getting props and costumes and all that in pre-production. So I wasn't planning on doing something, but my girlfriend and I, we were kind of outside, you know, August of 2019 and we were just chit-chatting about stuff. And the idea came up like, not the idea, but the conversation kind of turned to what do extremely wealthy people do with their money, right? <laughs> if you had all the money in the world, like what kind of corrupt, what kind of weird stuff that us normal people don't have access to, what could the uber wealthy have access to that we don't know anything about? And what if there was this place, which I kind of looked at Ricochet that I did before, with this place called the Institute. Um, like, what if this place was for the uber wealthy to come to kind of let their fantasies become reality because they have all the money in the world to do that? It's, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned Ricochet because um, stylistically, they're very similar. There's a lot of action and it's fast paced it's absolutely breakneck to be honest like viewers will struggle to keep up with it and you know were you conscious of that style and that tone is that something that you sort of thought look I actually kind of want to recreate this world I want to do more in this world or were you trying to make it different um it was I it was conscious because you know we were playing around with like a lot of led lighting in ricochet and the one thing we've struggled with the last few films before that is shooting in the dark. When you're shooting in the dark, it's really hard to light, especially when you're shooting at a breakneck pace like we do. Um, and so these LED lights just kind of, they set a mood, they set a tone, but you they add light to your actors as well. And um, it gives it a little bit more kind of fun. It gives it that kind of, I don't want to say John Wick feel, but, you know, it's stylized, like those kinds of movies. It so, is a bit John Wick, actually. Yeah, it is a bit John Wick, but in a really, really good way. Like, fantastic. Yeah, and so I was like, what if I can bring even more of that in into Nemesis? Um, you know, it, 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 I feel like it can add interesting an interesting color palette when we're shooting. And it really does. Um, it's very vivid and visceral. And I think that that is, as you're saying about the whole idea of uh, rich people, what they would do, it needs to look the part as well. It couldn't look like Fight Club. Do you know what I mean? You couldn't yeah. have it like being, like, oh, it's all grungy and the things it needed that. And you get the, the champagne moments and the things like that. Like it's actually got this sort of, and I've seen a few reviews mention Hunger Games. And it's interesting that because of the whole rich people getting poor people to sort of fight and you know and it does come across that way in some senses um and the the props that you go into are so <laughs> extravagant you know the guns the led lights as you mentioned and things like that i mean what was the budget here it was it was forty thousand dollars for this um 
And people are like, wow, where do you put all the money? Is it to the actors and stuff? And it's like all the actors and all the crew work for free. Um, we had a five person crew on this and the actors, when they weren't acting, they would help behind the scenes, like move a light here and there, move a dolly here and there. Um, but all the money went to the, the costume of the kind of cyborg creature that's in the movie. That was $8,000. And it was a lot because he had some LED armor that that was all fabricated in Toronto. Um, the mask was fabricated in Los Angeles. Some other stuff was made in London. And um, yeah, and pretty much the huge portion of the budget goes to locations. We weren't supposed that we shot at this place called the Fremont Foundry for the battle scenes. We weren't supposed to shoot there. I was I wanted to shoot the entire movie in a soundstage and no place where I live would rent me a soundstage because they want to rent to the Microsofts, the Amazons, you know, even though I had the money to spend, they still didn't want to rent it to an independent person like me. And then I stumbled upon the foundry, this Fremont foundry, and it was perfect. And uh, I, I couldn't have gotten a set like that. I couldn't have built a set like that in the soundstage. It would have cost too much, right? <laughs> so It works really um, well, doesn't it? The, the actual, um, as a location, because of, it's all enclosed, but you've got the layers mm -hmm. because of the, you know, the upper staircases and things. How was that to shoot, though? Because obviously... There must have been a lot of setups for this, right? I think you mentioned before how many setups there were. In the foundry, I think there was 180 setups that we did in three days there. Um, wow. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I wanted four days, but we were shooting at the the, the last week in December, New Year's Eve, and they they couldn't give me a fourth day because it was they had to set up for a New Year's Eve party <laughs> there, <laughs> and so. Um, it wasn't too bad. I, I had more shots planned up on the balconies, but because of time, um, I, after the first day, we ran behind schedule. And so the second day, we're trying to make up that schedule. So a lot a lot of the shots I was going to have up on that balcony, I just nixed because it, it was too much work for us to bring all the camera and the equipment up there. And um, I, I just kind of, I was just ripping pages out of my shot list <laughs> and, uh, just to try to get back on schedule that second day. <laughs> so would you say that was what the biggest challenge was, was the, the time frame, or was there other challenges as well? I mean, the biggest challenge was finding that location. Again, I mean, it was, a, you know, uh, a movie director I'm friends with said, sometimes not getting what you want is the best possible outcome. You know, and that was true. And it was cool when we got that location, um, I was rewriting the script for that location since I was planning to shoot it on a soundstage. Like all the blocking was different. What the actors were doing were different. Um, that was, it was such a blessing in disguise. We had so much room in there. We had green rooms. We had a huge space in back. We set up a green screen. We kept all the film equipment and we can just roll stuff in and out on wheels as much as we wanted. So. But yeah, shooting that, shooting the battle scene, I wish I had an extra day for that. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> well, you know, it's been very well received, well, by us. Um, but then how has it been received elsewhere? You know, um, audiences, festivals, what's the reaction been like? Yeah, it's crazy. Unbelievable. Not, not what I was expecting. Um, I mean, 
you know, I, I, when I finish a movie, I'm like, yeah, I think I have a good movie here, but you never know how people are going to perceive it. But I think it's won about 65 awards so far. Um, uh, the end of September, it's in the Shriekfest Film Festival here in the U.S. It's one of the largest horror film festivals, um, which I'm excited about. One of my other short films called Safe won Best Sci-Fi there in 2018. So it's kind of cool to be back, going back to Shriekfest. Um, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun there. Um, but just really happy. People enjoy it, you know. You, you just put out a movie and you're crossing your fingers, like, are people going to get, like, this is a thriller with action, with horror elements, with maybe a little bit of sci-fi elements. Are they going to get it or is it going to be too confusing? You know, and everybody. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's it, you know. And so uh, the film like yours as well, um, it's perfect cinema. Yeah, you know, it needs to be seen on a big screen, and so you must have had that opportunity before COVID and things. You know, were you able to get it up on the big screen? No, not yet. Shriek Fest will be the first time we see it on the big oh, screen. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. Because yeah, you know, when watch, I've seen it. I've probably seen it the most, actually, Tim. I've probably seen after you. I've probably seen it you know, the most amount of time, <laughs> and. Every time I watch it, I think this needs to be on a bigger screen, even bigger than what I've got. Whatever I've got, it needs to be bigger because the action, you know, this, the, the, the input that you've gone to make this film feel as, as much as you, you know, the 40K that you've spent is well spent on the, the look of this film. Um, so seeing it on a big screen is really, really important, I think. Um, so hopefully yeah, people get out to the festival for it and, and see that. Uh, but then can they see it elsewhere? Have you got plans for distribution, for release? Not yet. I'm waiting until after Shriekfest to decide what to do with it. Um, part of me wants to kind of wrap Nemesis up with Ricochet and some elements from Safe and try to come up with a concept for like a TV show, you know, that revolves around some of these elements, it would be really interesting to put these things together and tie them all together a little bit more. I, I've just been, I've just been winging it from short film <laughs> to short film. <laughs> I, I genuinely, um, I think we spoke about this at the festival. I think a, a TV series would work phenomenally for this. I mean, I'm a big film fan, but also love TV. And I think that the, the nature of this, um, you know, having these kind of, uh, stuck stories but joined together by a thread that you know ties them all together would work really really well um but obviously have uh, you've always done short films right have you done any features yet no no i have not i you know every short 
film. I just want to make better and better. And it's not only pushing myself as a storyteller and a filmmaker, but it gives you more confidence when you get to that feature film. Um, if you have that opportunity that, you know, you can pull it off, you know? So um, all of this is practice for the big show. <laughs> I look at, <laughs> but then would you not, so you're obviously talking about maybe a TV series, but then is that really where you want to go or are you more going towards the feature filmmaking? I, I, I would like features. I have written a few feature scripts that have gotten well received. So we'll kind of, I'm, I'm having conversations with people and we'll just see how that goes if it turns into anything, you know, crossing crossing your fingers. On this. Oh, absolutely. Fingers crossed for you. I, I, I've already said this film needs to be more anyway. Like it would have been great to see it longer or as a TV series. So, um, but then other than Nemesis then, You've mentioned there a few sort of scripts and, and things like that. Is there anything you can tell us about those, what they're about, or is it under lock and key at this point? Kind of that way, but they're, they're you know, one that I'm that I've been holding on to for many years. It's a thriller, but again, it has elements of action and horror and sci-fi in it. Um, but it could be made on a reasonable budget. When I say reasonable budget, like under ten million dollars, kind of thing. <laughs> um, you know, it's more money than I have, but you know. Um, it's a, it's a big concept, but then other things that I've, I've written too are bigger. Um, you know, one's kind of a heist movie. That's kind of a mix between oceans 11 and the fast and furious. Another one is a straight sci-fi action, uh, one. So, uh, I get, I tell people I get bored very easily. So that's why I don't stay in one genre. Oh, it, it's interesting. Um, I always talk to filmmakers and try and uh, steal their ideas. So if you see any of those turn out, you know, it's like I've you know, ripped you off. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously uh, in the pipeline for you next then, um, you know, pushing those and finishing up the Nemesis circuit. Um, in terms of just more general then about your filmmaking, um, have you got any sort of filmmakers that are working now that you're particularly looking to anyone that's sort of really inspiring? Oh God. You know, it's always for me, I, I, I mean, David Fincher is all, always one. Um, there's, you know, I love James Wan as well because he's very prolific. You know, when you think of like, he started with Saw, he did also Death Sentence, which is more of an action thriller than a horror. And, you know, he, Conjuring, um, a Fast and Furious movie, Aquaman. I mean, that's the kind of career I would uh, really like where you can dabble in different genres and not just stay in one because it's very easy to get pigeonholed into one. Mm. And I think you've done that already uh, looking at your, um, your previous films. I've seen a couple, actually. I've seen uh, Ricochet and I think I saw Safe. And I think, you know, can people see those? Are those available anywhere? Yeah, they're, they're, you can look at them. Um, I, they're public on Vimeo and on uh, YouTube as well. My YouTube channel, Vimeo channel. Oh, fantastic. We'll, we'll drop the links to those because it's definitely worth actually, I think, seeing those um, other shorts even before seeing Nemesis because it's kind of quite a nice gradual um, introduction to see where you're at with your latest film. And it is a nice, as you said, that you're maybe bringing them in together as a kind of compilation would work really well, I think, for viewers. So... Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. I kind of also knew each film had to be independent of each other because I couldn't, I couldn't rely that you, that viewers would see the previous films. So they had to work on their own as mm -hmm. well. So 
And actually, that's one of the things you get um, you know, really well done in the intro to Nemesis is the setup, because quite often when you've got the sort of sci-fi films coming along with a very grand world that you've got to explain very, very quickly, um, it worked in Nemesis because they're out, they're drinking and it, they, they have this conversation that's like an invite and it's obviously, oh, it's an invitation. So you've got to explain what it is uh, in a sense. Obviously, as well, there's a lot of mystery behind what's going on here. You don't want to give away the game. And it, I think you do it really well, like not to lay all the cards down and, and say, oh, this is why everything's happening. And uh, yeah, was that intentional as well, that you wanted to try and build some suspense around this because there's more to come later? Yeah, I mean, every scene, I tried to have a little bit more suspense than the previous scene. But I'll tell you that opening scene in Nemesis, I tried for months cutting that scene in half. Okay, because I knew it was a little long, but I needed uh, Isha's main character, the main character who we follow here, Astrid, I needed people not to like her, but kind of like her at the end. I needed them rooting for her when the Mm. battle comes up. And every time I rewrote it, um, I, I would say, okay, I'll cut out the last half or I'll cut out the first half. And then it just felt forced. And so the... I'm obviously not completely happy with the opening. I mean, some of the dialogue, I mean, you mentioned too, is a little on the nose and it is just because I'm trying to just get right into the story. So there's no more explanation of stuff, you know? And it was just a hard time rewriting that just to make it work, you know? And was it conscious that you had two female characters? Yes. So you wanted it to be a sort of, a female character against another female character kind of coming in and uh, you know what was the reason for that well i i figure you know you can show both of these women in like they're both strong women you can tell that from the scene um like astrid she'll stab you in the front whereas um evelyn's character um she's more like the art of war character she's not gonna you know, with her slipping Astrid the the card to the Institute, you know, setting all this thing up. I mean, I'm giving a lot away, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, I, I just wanted some very strong female leads in this that and it just so happened that they auditioned together and they read for both parts. And we weren't sure who was going to play which part because they were they were both so good. And they, they're friends in real life. And we just didn't know any of that so from the beginning. So, um, but yeah, we just, I just wanted really strong female leads that can just kick some butt, right? <laughs> so, and they do. They're so dynamic on screen. And it's a difficult um, performance to, to carry off because obviously the, um, the character is faced with sort of a lot of, uh, shall we say, villains, but they're not given... Uh, personality in terms of they've got face coverings on you know, they're wearing masks or, or whatever and I think that was an, an interesting thing to see play out uh, like an action film like this with a lot of uh, gratuitous violence with a strong female character being really the only one that you're you're watching um yeah and I, I think it was interesting really really powerful choice there um to have made so yeah, well done. I liked it, Tim. Um, <laughs> well, you know I'm a fan anyway. Yeah. And um, before we go, Tim, um, have you got a favourite film? Oh, geez. Um, I I have so many favourite films. And, uh, I, love, I love doing this to filmmakers because they're just not ready for it. 
anything, you know, I like, good I, like the girl, I like the girl with the dragon tattoo and okay. the sequel, the girl in the spider's web. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're nice. Um, um, they're, they're fun movies for me, you know, the, the whodunit kind of movies. But again, they're thrillers with elements of action and maybe a little bit of horror mixed into it. So I think the, those are the movies I really gravitate towards. Was, was that the first one? Was that Fincher as well? I feel like that was yes. 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 The, oh. the second one, um, oh God, I forget the director's name off the top of my head, but he, he directed Don't Breathe as well, which oh. I loved as well. And so, um, well, yeah. Thank you, Tim. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you again. And obviously, yeah, we'll, we'll drop links to where people can see uh, a couple of your films. And yeah, hopefully everyone checks out Nemesis at the festival. But keep us um, updated if you do obviously release it, especially in the UK. We'd love to let everyone know where they can see it. Cool. Thank, thanks, thanks Tim. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.